can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics come out with another big win, 119-103 over the Chicago Bulls, uh, and start a new winning streak. I want to go through today's podcast, same as usual, uh, and go through player of the game first, uh, and then we'll go through really the good in the first half of the segment uh, and then go through some of the negatives. Again, not a not a ton today, uh, but do have some stuff that I wanted to touch on here. So uh, to start things off, I want to talk about player of the game. And, you know, I was going between really four players. And that's not a – it's a good thing. It's hard to decide in a game like this where we had pretty solid contributions from our entire starting lineup today. Uh, but I'm going to give player of the game to Marcus Smart because this is probably his most efficient night that he's had of the season. Uh, and he didn't do a ton on the offensive end uh, or he didn't try to create his shot because he really didn't need to. He created for others tonight. He ended the night 13 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, a block and two steals. Uh, so overall, Marcus Smart had a very, very efficient night. Took six shots. And I've talked about this a lot in the past. I talked it, talked about it last last game as well. Uh, for Marcus Smart, 10, 10 shots is my magic number. And tonight he went four of six. One of three from three. Four of four from the line. Uh, but what you saw today was him just dishing out assist after assist after assist i uh, had a had a couple nice mid-range jumpers uh but you just saw him find everybody uh, he had a couple of couple of great assists to tice uh continued his hot streak with jalen brown a couple other really nice assists for him as well so marcus smart up and down played a lights out performance had a great block uh, I believe it was on Porter, maybe Levine later in the game. And, you know, overall, these are the types of games that we're going to need from Marcus Smart. Uh, with Kemba expected to return on Wednesday, uh, the Celtics are going to have a full roster for the first time all season. Uh, and we're 15 games in. So on game 16, we will have a full roster. Uh is minus Langford, but I'm talking about the the main contributors here. So it's going to be interesting what Brad decides to do, whether it's pull Marcus Smart, move him back into the bench role that we've seen him in in the past, or go with a small lineup. Uh, and that's another thing we'll talk about, you know, in the back half of today's podcast, where we, you know, decide to go with our bigs if we do opt to go small, but. Uh, Marcus Smart played fantastic tonight. The other two, you know, real stars of the day were the two Rain and Jays. Uh, they combined for 50 points. Jalen Brown, 26. Jason Tatum, 24. Uh, both of them shot 10 of 21 from the field. Uh, so both right around 50%. Uh, 
And, you know, they both showed out today. It was another stellar performance for Jalen Brown. And I want to I wanna highlight him here because, you know, Scal kind of talked about it a little bit today. But, you know, he really is one of the most efficient offensive players on this Celtics team, if not the. Like, he does not, in my opinion, have a weakness in his offensive game. Like, not a single flaw in his offensive game. You saw him, I mean, if he wants to pull up from three, he's got that shot. If he wants to do a little hesitation, blow past someone, he's got that shot. If he blows past someone, wants to turn, do a fadeaway jumper, he's got that shot. He can do whatever he wants with the basketball whenever he wants. And tonight was another fantastic example of that. End of the game, 26 points on 30 minutes. Didn't play much in the fourth quarter because the Celtics had a lead, but he could have added to that. He came in with, I believe it was like three or four minutes left in the fourth uh, because the Celtics started giving up the lead a little bit, but didn't really do much in the fourth uh, because he didn't really have a chance to get into any rhythm there. So, you know, another stellar performance from JB. He had he had one play where he looked like Dwayne Wade out there. Uh really nice Euro step in the lane and transition and he's just another guy. He had two steals tonight, both of which led to a transition layup or dunk from him. So he's continuing to prove his worth on both sides of the ball. Uh and it's just an, it's another phenomenal performance. The other part of the the Rain and Jays today was Jason Tatum. You know, first game back since January 8th, and he played 31 minutes. You know, Brad mentioned before the game that we weren't going to put him on a minutes restriction, uh, and he got going early. Uh, he really did. He played unbelievable today. Uh, he had a, a couple of great drives to the lane. I think he had first seven first quarter points. And then just continued continued to score at will. Uh, you know, end of the night, 24 points, five assists, four rebounds, and a block. And you know, overall, a pretty efficient night. I do wanna I do wanna talk about some of the negatives that I saw from him today. And again, I don't know if a lot of it is is warranted because again, it's it's his first game back since the eighth. It's been 17 days since Jason Tatum has stepped on the floor. But he had a, he had a really solid offensive game, slipped a screen for a 3 to extend, you know, what was a, a fourth quarter diminishing lead, but extended that back up to 15 and kind of stayed that way since. So, overall another phenomenal performance for the two reigning Jays ending the game with 50 combined points. Uh, bow shooting just about 50%. You know, it's a, it's exactly what we need. It's exactly what the Celtics team is capable of. And it's scary to think that, you know, we're doing all of this without Kemba Walker. You know, our all-star last year, one of our two all-stars last year. So um, it's, another, it's another solid night. I do want to talk about Daniel Tice here because Daniel Tice has just continued to show up 
And he's just ultra efficient. He had a, a team high plus 23 tonight. 19 points, 3 blocks, 3 steals, 3 assists, and 3 rebounds. Like, it's it's hard to say anything besides that. Daniel Tice is just doing what he needs to do to prove that he deserves extra minutes. You know, I, I have a feeling, and I'll talk about this later, that the Celtics are going to opt to go for a smaller lineup next game when Kemba's back. And, you know, all signs at this point are pointing to Daniel Tice. His efficiency on the offensive end has been lights out. And whether or not Brad decides to, to move him into a bench role because he seems to like having bench scoring, uh, which is which is valid, uh, but he is he's deserved it. He's deserved his starting minutes. If you look at the top five in efficiency, it's you know the two Rain and Jays. It's Smart. It's Kemba, and then it's Tice. And I don't even think it's close between Tice and Thompson. Uh, so you know another another solid solid performance for him. Uh, you know. I kind of want to switch the switch things up on the podcast a little bit because really tonight was another night where we did a lot of things really really well. Uh, so I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more about our bench today, and really we had we had help up and down. Grant had eight, Neesmith had nine, Teague had eight. Edwards had six. Javante Green had six. So overall, we had contributions up and down the lineup. And the player that Celtics fans are happiest about is Aaron Neesmith. You know, he got out there 19 minutes and had nine points. And it wasn't, I mean, obviously seeing him hit threes is important because that's, you know, that's what he's known for. That's what the Celtics brought him in for. He was one of the most prolific shooters in college last year. And up until up until the last two games, he's been kind of a dud on the offensive end. He's shooting like 20% from three, I believe. I could be making that stat up, but it's probably not far off. Uh, but tonight, played very well. Three of five from three. And they actually created a play or at least it looked that way they designed a play for him uh you know he had two corner threes off of uh assist by i think it was jb and tatum and then he had what looked to be a design play out of a timeout he came off of a, a daniel tice screen for a three so you know he looked he looked really solid tonight and, you know, offensively, it's good to see. What everyone's talking about is on the defensive end. And he looked a lot better tonight. I mean, yes, he's still got a a long way to go to be a good defensive player. But if you look at Neesmith, he's got the NBA body for it. He's got the build for it. And he's got the speed for it. He's got the athleticism for it. I mean, you saw today, one of, the, one of my highlights of the game is you know it was a breakaway i mean someone i believe i believe it was a turnover by teague 
that was leading to what seemed to be a wide-open layup for the Bulls. And Neesmith runs down like DK Metcalf and just forces a turnover. And, you know, it's plays like this that the Celtics need because we can't put Neesmith out in most games if his defense isn't there. And today he proved that, you know, yes, he's got a long ways to go, but he is making strides. And it's good to have these, like, kind of blowout wins where he gets a lot more time. So for me, he was he was the highlight of the bench unit today uh, because he just he looked really solid. He looked like the player that we started, you know, dreaming about once that draft ended. You know, the other the other guy that I'm not gonna lie, I rode off in the beginning of the season uh, was Carson Edwards. He played pretty well tonight too. You know, he had he had that one three that he got fouled missed the free throw but I mean overall he he went in had some fairly impactful minutes I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn around and say he's the next Isaiah Thomas but he looks like a different player the last two games I mean granted he didn't have like a a stellar night stat wise he had six points uh but if you look at him historically, I mean, he's going in, he's jacking up shot after shot after shot. Uh, end of the night, two of four, one of two from three, uh, and a free throw. He looked pretty good, and he wasn't throwing up crazy shots. He also ended with two steals, which, again, similar to Neesmith, defense is the biggest issue for Carson Edwards. Unlike Neesmith, he does not have the body of an NBA player. So he needs he needs to make up for it and hustle points. Uh, and he did that today. So overall, really, really solid game all around again from the Celtics. Uh, end of the night, 50% from the field. And we ended the night 15 of 29 from three. 51.7% from the line. So... <laughs> You know, I, I've talked about it and I've said the Celtics really need to need to be right around 45%. And a lot of people are calling me crazy for that, saying that 45% is way too high. And I'm not disagreeing. I Like, 45% is an ideal number. It's doable. We've done it the last two games in a row. We were both over 45%. So... I'm not expecting it to stay like that. Like there are going to be games where we're a little bit lower, but maybe we get to the line a little bit more. So, you know, overall it was a, another really solid win for the Celtics team. We saw a lot of bench minutes today, a lot of bench minutes. Again, even if you look at our starting lineup, Jason Tatum, believe it or not, actually led the team with 31 minutes. Uh, but compared to, Really, the 35 that he's been averaging this year, and same thing across the board with Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Uh, you know, we gave a lot more minutes towards our bench guys, and they're proving that they can play. And for the Celtics, this is best case scenario because one of our starters 
is now going to become a bench player once Kemba returns on Wednesday. And whether or not that game is in San Antonio or potentially replaying the postponed game against Chicago, uh, I guess that part's yet to be seen. But it's looking good. The Celtics are starting to, I guess, turn a new page here where we finally have a healthy team. And for me, that's the most exciting part of this entire win is, you know, we moved into a position where Philly lost today, Celtics won. We're right back up at the top of the Eastern Conference. So we've done all of that without playing one game as a full team. So, you know, chalk it up as a win here. This is a this is a huge, huge point for the Celtics, getting a full, healthy team. And we're going to need it. We're going into a very tough, very tough uh, road trip coming up. We've got the next four games are not going to be easy. If we can come out with, you know, three or four wins out of the next five games. It's going to be a, it's going to be a successful road trip. So uh, that's where I want to wrap up the, the front half of today's podcast. There were a couple things that I want to talk about that need improvement uh, moving forward, but overall really solid game, really solid game. Uh, so we'll take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. We'll talk about the negative parts of today's, today's Celtics Bulls game. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is, All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we're back for the back half of today's podcast. Talk about some of the negatives of today's game. Uh, as well as some areas for improvement moving forward. Uh, I want to start with Grant Williams here. And he's been getting a lot of flack for the majority of this season because he hasn't. he's pretty much in a sophomore slump where he's really not playing up to the potential that we thought he was going to give us this year. I had pretty high hopes for Grant. I thought he was going to move into a potential starting role at some point. It does not seem that that is going to be the case, uh, at least on a consistent basis. I know Brad still throws out those lineups that you know Grant has started in, especially with a healthy Celtics team. I do not think that'll be the case. You know, he had a couple of plays where it just seemed like he forgot how to play the game of basketball. Uh, he had a wide open three that he airballed. And then the very next trip down, he goes to set a screen for Teague and basically runs into him. And luckily, Teague figured out a way to hold on to the ball. It's stupid plays that happen fairly consistently now. It's tough to watch because I I really do, I like 
Grant Williams, and I think he has potential to do pretty well. And you know, a lot of people have compared him to a Draymond Green, and he is—he's just not—he's not putting up those numbers. He's really not doing those intangibles that Draymond Green comes with on a daily basis. So, you know, overall, if you look at the stat sheet, much better game for Grant. You know, he ended with eight points, four rebounds, an assist. Uh, but it's just it's careless errors. It's careless errors that you know need to be need to be fixed. The other the other big negative here for me, and this is hard to say, but it was the play of Jason Tatum. And you know, again, take it take this with a grain of salt because it's his first game back since January eighth. But for me, you know, it's not even you know the stats the stats talk for themselves. Jason Tatum is an unbelievable offensive player. My big issue with him today is the way he was trying to go about some of the points. You know, he tried to back down one of his defenders from the three-point line and missed a mid-range, and then his defender leaked for transition layup, and Jason Tatum was nowhere to be found. You know, didn't run back, no hustle to try and defend it, and... You know, that was only one case, but you look at the rest of the game, when Tatum gets the ball, it's very much get out of my way. I'll either figure out my shot or if I get in trouble, like I'll dish it out. But the rest of the team just kind of sits there and watches because he doesn't really give them too much of an option. So for me, I mean, if you look at if you look at the way Jalen Brown plays, he very much plays in a in a manner that's fluid with the rest of the the rest of the team. And you know, again, it's it's no knock on Jason Tatum. He's just a different player and we need a player like that at the end of games to get those, you know, clutch baskets. You know, he's proven to be that guy. But for me, if you look at efficiency-wise, I don't think it's even like comparable anymore. Like I think Jalen Brown is by far the most efficient player that the Celtics have. And I'm not like I'm not talking strictly about free throw percentage. I'm not talking about field goal percentage, three point percentage. I'm not talking about any of that. But the way that the offense moves when Jalen Brown is playing is a much more efficient offense. Everybody's moving, everybody's touching the ball. And when Jalen Brown decides to make a move, he makes a move within seconds. Like very, very rarely do you see Jalen Brown dribble for eight seconds and take the whole team out of an offensive set. And that happens fairly consistently with Tatum. Again, I'm not really going to knock it because every guy is different. Every guy needs to have some sort of gene. You know, my favorite Celtic of all time is Paul Pierce. And he was the exact same way. He'd be a guy that, you know, you'd give the ball to, clear out, and let him do his thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as far as efficiency goes, I I don't think, I really don't think on this roster there's a more efficient player than Jalen Brown. This guy is moving into superstardom. And it's great to see. But, I mean, that's, again, that's just part of, my issue with this game 
is I think we need to try and move away from some of this hero ball, as everyone seems to be calling it. You know, we're finally going to have a healthy team. Kemba Walker should return for next game or will return for next game, whether that's whether or not that's Wednesday, because we still don't know whether or not we're going to end up being able to play San Antonio. Uh, their game against New Orleans got postponed today uh, because neither team had a full eight players. So, you know, we're trying to figure out what the situation is there. Uh, I've heard talks that we might potentially play Chicago again on that Wednesday slot. I'll ke- obviously keep everyone updated there. You can follow me at NBA Celtics guy on Twitter. I'll make sure to release that as soon as I hear. But that's to be heard or to be seen. But yeah, I mean, as far as you know, negatives for the game, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm kind of curious what our starting lineup is going to look like. And, you know, I keep going back and forth between whether or not to start a guy like Marcus Smart. I think he's earned it. But whether or not we want to go with a, a too-big lineup or go with our best five. And if that's the case, again, like our, our best four goes without saying. It's Marcus Smart. Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Those are our core four. If we do decide to do that and stick with Marcus Smart, do you keep a guy like Daniel Tice who's been lights out the last week? Or do you go with a guy like Tristan Thompson who's going to give you a slight edge in rebounding, potentially a slight edge on defense, but not as gifted as an offensive threat? And I think that's that's an opportunity where I think Thompson might not be a bad play just because you don't really need to stretch the floor when you have all four of those guys out there. But he would open up a lot of space putting Tice in the game there. I personally am a huge Tice fan. I've been saying this for the last three years. And this year he's gotten a lot of hate prior to the last week. It's just a, tr- it's a weird situation because we haven't seen – one game all season with a full lineup and whether or not Brad decides to go small or big is really, it's something that nobody really knows at this point because there really hasn't been a rhyme or reason to it (laughs) up until, up until this game. So, uh, you know, looking forward to hopefully fingers crossed the game on Wednesday, uh, where we get to have our team back. So, if you if this is your first time checking into the podcast, I appreciate you joining. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give me a five star review; I'd really appreciate it. Rate, review it, uh, and make sure to tune in on Wednesday. Uh, fingers crossed, there should be a game. Again, whether or not that is San Antonio or potentially Chicago. Uh, But make sure to tune back into the podcast. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great night, Celtics fans. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.